The Curious Couple, episode 28. You're tuned into The Curious Couple for the Curious Ear with your host, TNA. Get ready to have your curiosity peaked while exploring what it's like to live out fantasies with this fun, fit, and sexy duo. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm T. And I'm A. So tonight's episode, we are going to address some emails that we've been getting. And um, some of them are lifestyle and some of them are just relationship and sex questions. But uh, we're going to address emails tonight. Let's get into it. (laughs) You want to do the first one? Sure. Um, Okay, so this one came from one of our listeners um, and actually somebody through SDC. Mm -hmm. Did this come through SDC or was it our email? No, it was our email. Okay. Um, And they say, we have been on, and this is coming from the wife. We've been on SDC for almost two years and it's been lots of fun. We have met several great couples through SDC. Um, And her question is this, who is supposed to approach who at a meet and greet or club? Um, Do the ladies chat it up first or do the men make the introductions? All right, well, let's... Let's answer the questions instead of read it all first. Okay. And then we'll keep reading as we answer them. Does that sound good? Sure. So what's your take on that? Um, I don't think that there is a rule. Would you say there is? Well, I say typically the men don't necessarily approach the women. Right. So typically it's more of the women are either approaching... A, a woman mm-hmm. or a woman's approaching a man or a couple is approaching a couple. But I'd say it's very rare that it's a normal bar type right. scene where a man's approaching a woman. That's yeah, very rare. I guess I just never really thought about it, but you're right. Yeah. Unless it's a very like friendly approach. It's not like, hey, yeah. come here It's often. usually this. Oh, I really like your dress. Or, oh, look at those shoes. I like those shoes. (laughs) So, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Or, like, it's a united front. Like, we've been approached by couples. Yeah. And we've approached couples as a couple. Yeah. So, I would... It's just funny. I've never thought about it. You know, and when I'm saying that, I'm thinking it's the only time it's been different than that was the last time we were in a lifestyle scenario and that was a house party where i was you know you were giving me a hard time about going and talking to the cute girl uh-huh. and that was really the only time but it was more of a that was like a it was a unique scenario it wasn't a club it yeah. was a house party amongst people a bunch of people, people that knew. all knew each yeah. other yeah yeah that's a little different okay you mean move on yeah okay We rarely go up to people and introduce ourselves at these places. I am shy, or maybe it's self-confidence that I'm lacking. My husband's very picky about ladies, and the guys also weird him out. I'm assuming she is she saying also, like, to me? (laughs) Or is that just guys and girls freak him out? Probably to you Well, I was going to say, when I read that, I thought she's identifying with me because the guys freak me out. Yeah. It's the couple we the couples we don't want to meet that always seem to come up and introduce themselves. On most occasions, it's great people watching, and then we go home to great sex with one another. Sometimes the stars, moon, and planets align just right, and we have great sex with others. Thanks for your input. Um, I did you have any initial I have thoughts? Some thoughts? But go ahead. Okay. Well, I was just gonna say I I kind of 
get that. Um, I'm not the most outgoing person. I, I can be. I guess it's just situational. But especially in these settings at first, I don't think I would have gone up, gone up to somebody like, I don't know, did I? No. <laughs> you're looking I, I at would, me like maybe you're disagreeing. But. No, I, I was probably like, hey, let's go do this. And, yeah. you know, I'm shoving you in the back knowing that you have yeah. to be the one to say something. Yeah, not that I was super uncomfortable, but it goes outside of my normal comfort zone well, it's outside of the norm of what you've experienced i mean yeah. you go into a bar you're not going oh there's a cute guy over there i'm gonna go talk to him right they not come unless to you. i've been drinking all night <laughs> long yeah um but i will say this once i kind of got over the thought that everybody i talk to is going to want to have sex with me or every couple or- that we meet we have to get in bed with once you get past that these people are so cool like yeah. we have we have yet to meet a couple at a bar or meet and greet or party or whatever that wasn't at least entertaining to talk to. And that kind of helps because I can sit down and have a conversation with anybody knowing that they're not going to assume I want to jump in bed with them. Right. And that was along the lines that I was thinking where, (laughs) you know, we have couples approach us that we're not necessarily interested in. And, you know, on some level, I think it should be flattering that people are wanting, but that used to make me uncomfortable. Sure. Yeah, and it and, doesn't anymore. And I think, yeah, I, I could see that. And you know, it's part of our fun is just to be able to chat with these types of people mm-hmm. and hear their stories and things like that. And so, I think we've gotten to a place of now knowing that we don't have to have sex with them. Yeah. Um, you know, a five ten minute conversation doesn't mean we owe them something or they're yeah. expecting something. So I think once we got past that, and that's kind of where I'm seeing them potentially being with with asking this question. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, let me reread it. Well, it's kind of like when you're a girl, a single girl at a bar. I mean, I've had that experience a million times where a guy comes up and wants to buy a drink for you and you feel like, oh, I don't want to take this drink or I don't want to make eye contact because you feel like the pressure is going to be on. I don't really get that a lot from couples. It's almost like if they, they know we're interested yeah. and if they're interested, they'll let us know or they'll hang around. And, you know, usually there's that, okay, well, it's nice to meet you or nice to talk mm-hmm. to you and, and you move on and it's not, well, wait, um, you know, it's <laughs> one o'clock and I mean, you want me to give you a ride? You know, you don't get any of that. It's just, it's okay, true. great to meet you. Peace. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe I don't think we're missing something here, but I, I feel like that is a big difference. There's less um, pressure, pressure and attachment Mm -hmm. to, you know, it, it's different than, and I guess they've been doing it for a couple of years, so they're not super new at it, but you know, just, they don't have to have sex with every person. And, And you never know if you are avoiding having conversations with couples, you don't want to have sex with, you might look standoffish Mm -hmm. and you may not, um, be as attractive to the couples that you do want to talk to. But if you're social and friendly and um, confident and confident and having a good time, you're going to look more attractive Mm -hmm. to the ones that you do want to be with. Yeah. So I think, you know, I picture us in this position going, you know, I think it helps us get in the right atmosphere and the right mentality to do the fun things we do. Not, you know, being by ourselves in the corner, but by interacting even with the couples that we're not necessarily interested in having sex with. Wouldn't Mm -hmm. you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's our take on it. Anything else? Have a couple drinks before you go. (laughs) I mean, really, if you're nervous and 
because it, it sounds like maybe confidence is is part of her issue have a couple drinks and go out before I know that always helps me if we go out and spend some time together like you you make me feel sexy you make me feel confident you always make me feel like I'm the most beautiful girl in that room and that makes I believe that (laughs) and I may not be but when but when you say that to me and we have that time before I always walk in like these people are lucky to talk to us, you know, like it helps the confidence. So that, that'd be my advice on that. Just believe that you're the most beautiful girl in there and others will believe that. And you're with somebody who loves you and finds you sexy. And, you know, I, and, and there is so much beauty in someone who is confident mm-hmm. that you know the more you can fill yourself up with that walking and into we've these environments. seen that in these environments where it may not if you lined all the women up you wouldn't go okay she's the prettiest girl here but she walks around like she's the prettiest girl there and it it's sexy yeah i i think we've seen that a handful of times i can't think of an example but you're with me yeah totally like man she's or she's fun to be around yeah. or she's entertaining you know to talk to she's fun i mean i can think of couples we've met recently that I may not have picked out of a, you know, match.com, you know, but beautiful because she's sexy and confident and Mm -hmm. would be at the top of my list. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. Let's, let's move on. Okay. So this came from uh, a gentleman saying, asking us, how do I spice up my sex life with my wife? Like y'all's. Uh, I'm guessing from the Texas southern area. Uh, some tips, please. Things to try, not swinging wise, just more freakier sex. And then we got another email saying something along the lines of being an inspiration, and um, you know funny. he just enjoys the podcast. And instead of responding in an email, uh, we we're going to address it on the podcast. That's so, funny. Lots of missionary sex is flashing through my head right now. If they only knew, <laughs> sorry, give away our secrets, but it's just funny because, um, yeah, having sex with other people is freaky, but I guess, do we have freaky sex? <laughs> sorry. We have freaky sex. We've, I would say our regular sex isn't mm. freaky sex, but. I think what he's drawing from is the fun that we have with yeah. sex and talking about sex yeah. and our openness when it comes to sex. Um, my thought for him, and you know, it's hard to tell on somebody's relationship what is taboo or what you can talk about, but I think talking is the key. Mm-hmm. And first thing is start a conversation about something. Um, well, he's obviously listening to us, so right. there's some kind of interest there. My question would be, does she know that? Does she, like, what Probably would, not. what would her thoughts be, you know, on that? Just, hey, listen, this is crazy. I've been listening to these two swingers, these crazy yeah. people in Oklahoma. Yeah. You know, would it, would that be cool? Would that be... Or, yeah, you just put it out there, like, listen to this shit. Yeah. Like, listen to this pool. We had a pool party last week, but listen to this pool party. Can you believe that? Yeah. And just see what she says. Like, oh, my God. Because I I think about a lot of my friends and how their reaction would be 
like anger. Like, I mean, even about watching porn. So, right. so it's like, is she open to that? Cause if she is, there's your, there's your gateway the porn. is yeah. Porn or listening to our podcast, stuff like that. Because then it's like, you don't have to do it necessarily, but just talking about it and being amused that other people do that, that could be, that could lead to some fantasy talk. Cause yeah. I mean, I, I like to think that everybody does that. Maybe not. I don't think any, everybody does, but I think the key is knowing you're in and, and, you know, where do I get the conversation started? And my thought when I first read this was asking her what is interesting to her, what it turns her on, what, you know, what are her fantasies? What is she thinking about uh, when, you know, that she might not want to share, but you're like, you let her know you're turned on by what might be turning her on yeah, and get her to just open up. And, you know, maybe his goal is not to do what we're doing, but I think some of the hottest, freakiest, sexiest stuff that we do is we share what turns each other on. Yeah. You have to be ready for the answer though. That's, that's important here. <laughs> yeah. Careful because, what you ask for. Yeah. Because if you're, if you're like, it really would turn me on to know what you're thinking about and, and open it up to if that's somebody else or if that's, you know, whatever, be ready for that because Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Are you thinking about Justin Timberlake or are you thinking about making out with a girl, you know, open it up to, I'm cool with whatever it is. It turns me on, but be open to it because that could get ugly if you're not. Yeah. I mean, and if we were taking it like a deep psychological look at this, start doing stuff for like out of the blue where suddenly she appreciates you, you know, maybe it's unloading the dishwasher, you know, doing Mm -hmm. that honeydew list or Mm -hmm. something like that that gets her going, Oh, well, gosh, (laughs) he makes me feel good, you know? And then, you get the right vibes going you'll be like hey well you know what else makes you feel good or something along those lines and uh i'm so glad you're mine (laughs) yeah (laughs) you start talking about unloading the dishwasher and i'm getting wet (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah and the funny thing is i'm just thinking i've been through a a marriage i kind of know what some of the pitfalls of Mm -hmm. a lousy sexual relationship and some of the things that you have to do to Mm -hmm. help things along yeah but um um so yeah i think figuring out some of the things she likes and maybe if that starts the conversation you can kind of suggest some things you like maybe it's porn maybe it's our podcast um you know watching porn together um if you can get her to watch porn with you and to like it hey wouldn't it be cool to watch it live Mm -hmm. you know I don't think that's where he's necessarily going because he even said, I don't, I lost my paper, but not necessarily swinging. So I don't think that he's trying to get her interested in that at all. I think it's just, how do we spice things up? Yeah. I th- well, you know, I think the spice, the spiciest sex is it's mental, you know, yeah. and the hottest stuff that we do, it's when our minds are you know, engaged and turned on by what we're either sharing with the other person or, you know, what the other person shared with us or what we're, I I don't know. I think, I don't know. I think it's accidentally slip it in her butt. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> no, don't <Yeah>. do that. <laughs> don't, don't do that. <laughs> just a finger. It, maybe a finger. Just a finger. Just but you probably warn her first. That was bad advice. Well, okay, just rub around it first. <laughs> if there's no, you know, objection, then go with the finger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Can you think of anything else we can share with, <laughs> no. with Dylan? No. All right. Let's move along then. So did we share, I think we shared in the previous podcast about your book, didn't we? Yeah, I think, um, well, I don't know if it was up yet though. No, I don't think it was. It might not have been. So you may have heard this. We may have shared this, but A has, what would you call it? A memoir? Yes. Has written a memoir of her experience in the lifestyle and it's called? It's called... (laughs) (laughs) What is it called? <laughs> Sex in the suburbs? No. Secret in the suburbs. Secret in the suburbs, but I was thinking of the subtitle, A Wife's Diary of Did I get it right? Yep, Experiences in the Swinger Lifestyle. Book 1, yeah. cuz there's going to be more. A little bit of a backstory to that. I was writing what I thought was going to be a long novel. And T kind of stopped me and said, you should just post. This is basically the first year um, of us like discovering the lifestyle. I wouldn't and, call it the first year. I'd say it's the first couple of events or experiences. Yeah, but in the, the timeline is the first year, yeah. really. And um, so the it get, it's going to get juicier in the books to come. But it's, it's a, a lot of the, story. yeah, it's a lot of the stories that we've told on our podcast, but from a deeper perspective inside my yeah from your perspective my brain yeah so it's all my my thoughts and um take on all of our all all of your thoughts not all of them your thoughts (laughs) yes so it's book one it's out on amazon kindle um we can post a link on our show notes page and we'll probably do some uh tweets about it as well but you'll have to check it out and it's the author is A Curious. Yeah. And it's an easy read. I forget how many pages it is, but we've had people reading it's it on long flights. Fifteen pages, maybe. That's a core on Kindle. It's fifteen pages. Oh, it but is. It's what, sixty five hundred words? Something like that. So it's a short story. Short entertainment value. So check yeah. it out. Yeah. Oh, and we got an email about this. So let's read the email. Dear A and T. Boy, that's blue it's kind of tough to read i'm a civilian to the lifestyle but i listened to the lifestyle podcast since discovering swinger cast nearly eight years ago wow they've been doing it for eight years that's a long time the podcast not swinging um curious couple <laughs> is certainly one of the finest of these podcasts i am more than willing to express which ones are awful but we'll keep it positive (laughs) well that's nice glad we did make that list yes you are both very open and honest conveying the hope with the fear erotic with the absurd the good (laughs) and the bad each week is so exciting better than many television shows i hang on the edge of my seat to hear your adventures and emotions and thoughts about them I am writing to express how much I enjoyed Secret in the Suburbs. I downloaded prior to a flight from Vancouver to Los Angeles and was disappointed to not have more to read. You had talked about several of these experiences on your show, 
but the writing felt even more intimate and honest. I see a subtitle, Book One, so I hope you will continue to expand your writing and continue with this companion to the podcast. Like your show, your writing is honest, and that's the hardest part. Mm-hmm. Thanks, cool. Glenn. Cool. It's just kind of like a, a journal. It's stuff that I would write down, you know, just journaling. So it's kind of inside my head. Good stuff. <laughs> so when are you going to start book two? I don't know. Soon. Well. I need to before I start forgetting timelines. That's where it gets all fuzzy. Like, what, did we do this first or did yeah. we do that? Maybe make notes of. Yeah times and scenarios yeah we've said we were gonna do that actually i've even had this thought too that we had talked about sharing on this podcast and haven't Mm -hmm. some of our additional experiences with some friends um from oklahoma city we've had a couple other times with them Mm -hmm. and entertaining stories and we haven't even shared those yet do you know what i'm talking about Mm -mm. one in a hotel casino oh yeah another one Mm -hmm. A long snow ride home. Yeah. Yeah. So those are things that you can write about, but. Yeah. Yeah. My goal is to catch up eventually to present time and actually write. Cause I think it would be better if I was writing it, like, you know, write a chapter after we go to this event or whatever, mm-hmm. go on this trip and then it would be fresh and more, there'd be more, there'd be more details probably if I could do it like that. Yeah. I'll get there. Yeah. So I'll crack the whip on her. Make sure she's... <laughs> well, I wanted to make ready. sure people were going to read it first, but looks like there's a few reading it, yeah. so... Yeah, first month, we, we definitely got some. Yeah. Um, so, on another note, Naughty in New Orleans was this weekend, and wah, wah. we didn't go. We didn't go. But we'll have to listen to all the podcasts of those that were there. I, know, I would have liked to have gone and met some people. Yeah. I'm sure it was a lot of fun. Yeah, maybe next year. But on a more positive note, we are in the works for planning a trip to Desire. That Finally. I hope we book this. Let's book it this week. Okay. So, and we will definitely be doing some podcasting from there. Okay. Are we calling that our honeymoon? <laughs> Is that weird? It would be even weirder if we hadn't gotten married yet. And oh, well, that's true. <laughs> well, let's get married first and then go so that we can call it our honeymoon. Mm-hmm. Or we could just call it our honeymoon and get married after. Either way. I mean, we do everything else backwards, so. That's true. Okay. okay. Well, anything else you want to share? Mm-mm. All right, guys. I know this is a short one, but uh, we just wanted to address some emails. No new sexual adventures for us over the last couple of weeks. In fact, that's why we didn't have a podcast last week. But... We've got the unicorn and the single guy chomping at the bit to share more stories. We live vicariously through them because they're, especially in the summertime, they're going somewhere every week. Oh, Jamaica, Mexico. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Cruises. Yeah. So, hope you guys don't mind. It sounds like you guys do enjoy their (laughs) stories. We will most likely have one of them. We like talking to them. Yeah. We'll have one of them on our next podcast. So, stay tuned to next week. Anything else? Mm-mm. Give me your sign off. Oh, fuck you later. See you guys. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to another episode of The Curious Couple for The Curious Ear with TNA. You can find us at thecuriouscouple.com. Email us at thecuriouscpl at gmail.com. 
and find us at Twitter with the same handle. Be sure to check out sdc.com for your free one-month membership with our promo code 25648. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. We always appreciate your ratings and reviews. Catch you next time.